The Boulder welcomes you to this week's episode. Even though the Boulder's a bit conflicted over how things turned out for the Boulder this time around, the blind bandit put the Boulder down using her patented move, the over-the-shoulder Boulder Holder. Well, the boulder won't stay down long, and the boulder knows the boulder will be back stronger than ever next time. Boulder, 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 boulder. everybody at last it is time to discuss episode 26 of avatar the last airbender nick montagani here with brendan riley brendan I, shit i i had a nickname <laughs> i was supposed to give you based on last week's episode master something i don't did we discuss it last week we did. It's in the episode. Oh, I don't remember either. I remember that I am the penultimate boy. Well, you're always the penultimate boy. Everybody knows this. And I'm a uh, sewer friend. Sewer friend, number one Avatar fan. <laughs> uh, something about you being very sexual. You've got many titles that you've earned yes, over the years. Yep. I can't recall the specific one. I, I don't remember to one with master in it. Bader? Yeah. Grandmaster Funk Daddy. That's what Siri calls <laughs> that me. That seems, that's, yeah, <laughs> that seems most appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brendan. Hey, Nick. Avatar, huh? Yeah. <laughs> we have fun around here, wouldn't you say? I would. What, you know, what are some of the fun things that happen on this TV show? Oh, boy, you really put me on the spot. <laughs> I'll just jump straight to the chase so you don't have to dick around. We have some fun on this show. One of the things we like to have a good laugh about is, uh, you know, sometimes the gang, they'll run across some crazy critters out there in the wild. That's true combinations of animals that we know on this planet that shouldn't exist but somehow have found a way to combine themselves mm -hmm. on this other planet. And yet they still refer to them as the separated animals. It's weird. I don't know why they do it. I don't know where these things came from. They disturb me. <laughs> it definitely implies the existence of the regular animals at some point. It does seem a little strange, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have fun with the crazy animals they show us on this show. Hey, I've got a game for us, Brendan. Oh boy, let's do it. It's time for us to enter the ATLACW, which of course, everybody knows 
Stands for the Avatar, the Last Airbender Creature Workshop. Oh, okay. Everybody knows that. You were making faces like you kind of forgot, but I knew that you didn't. I was just trying to figure out what CW stood for. I was like, Cinematic World. Avatar, the Last Airbender, now airing on The CW. Yeah. But it's gritty. (laughs) No, we call that Legend of Korra. (laughs) Ang shoots somebody. (laughs) Joins a gang. (laughs) Well, Ang is already part of a gang, but you have to spell it with two A's. (laughs) Avatar, the Last Airbender Creature Workshop. Here's what we've got, Brendan. Okay. I have found a website that will let you put a gigantic list of options into it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you can click a button to randomly pick two options from the list. Okay. (laughs) So, of course, I've loaded up this list with animals that we know in this real world. Mm -hmm. And what the Creature Workshop is going to produce for us is some kind of animal that is a combination of two animals that we know. Okay. Are you excited? Yeah. Yeah. Seems pretty straightforward. I also think we might be infringing on Logan Paul's copyright. Uh, I'd encourage him to come after me. <laughs> He'd fight you. I know that he would fight me. I've seen his fixed fights that he does. <laughs> I'm not worried about this. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm actually it, feeling I've never felt more confident in my life. <laughs> uh, we're doing fine. Hey. So we've got a big list of creatures here. We're going to pick two at random. And then I think what we'll do, we'll go through a few of these. And uh, depending on what animals get picked, let's kind of, you know, describe what we think that these bad boys would look like. Okay. And we'll we'll figure out, you know, the anatomy. Like if you, as an example, let's say you pick elephant and mouse. Mm -hmm. You've got those are your two options. You could say, you know, is it elephant-sized? Is it mouse-sized? The world is your oyster. An oyster might even be one of the options on this list. All right. I I want you to get a little enthusiastic about this, Brendan. I spent a lot of time with <laughs> this list. All right, yeah, woo. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh, I'll bring that in. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> Are you ready to uh, engage the creature workshop? I've That's n- a bad... I've never been more ready. <laughs> Here we go. We're picking two animals. All right. I'm not thrilled about our first result. Off <laughs> <laughs> to a, so far off to a bad start. <laughs> I think it's okay. What do uh, we got? The first two animals we have are a raccoon. Okay. And a bear. Ooh, a raccoon bear. So what does a raccoon bear look like to you? I I picture it's bear sized and kind of just like has like a long raccoon tail. My only problem with it is that bears and raccoons already behave pretty similarly. Uh, that's what that's why I was a little dismayed when this is what. we Yeah, rolled. they're going to be digging through your trash. Because both of them already do that. I do like the idea of it being bear sized raccoon tail. I also like the idea of like raccoon stripes and colors. Yeah. And like the mask, maybe, maybe like actually like steals shit too. Cause mm. we, we like to think of raccoons as like bandits. But bears are innocent. Yeah. All they want is honey and, and sleep. 
And to be friends with Piglet. Yeah, and cocaine. I hear they love <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> Our favorite bears. <laughs> but it's a nice ferocious uh, bear, too. I, I think it's got a little bit of a vicious side to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it will come in and really tear apart your campsite, but then kind of like roll on its back and play with an object like a raccoon might do. Yeah, and it's got like the hands of a raccoon, whereas bears have like big paws that they can't really do anything with. Raccoons mm-hmm. have like little fingers. Ooh, that's actually a little terrifying is the idea of a bear that can like easily grab things like a raccoon yeah, can do. It, it can pick stuff up. Did you ever see, because of course, raccoons... The uh, trash pandas of nature. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the video of like the principal somewhere in the southern United States going out to throw some trash out and there was a bear in the dumpster? No. It's good like security cam footage of this principal and then a bear pops out of the dumpster and the principal runs away and then the bear runs away. Bears don't really want to be around people. No, no. Typically they avoid you. Bears are as scared of us as we are of them. Mm-hmm. I thought that bear had a little bit of a raccoon quality diving around <laughs> in the dumpster. It's just hanging out, just living its best life. Just living its best bear life, and that's really all we could have hoped for. Okay, so raccoon, bear. I'm feeling all right about yeah, how that went. I would say it probably would be pretty cute. It might pop up on this show at any point. <laughs> all right, ready for round number two? Yeah! Let's roll them, baby. Ooh. ooh, uh, Hmm. Okay. (laughs) This is a weird... uh, I don't know. I don't know, Brendan. I don't know. I don't either. (sighs) You know less than I do, so I better fill you in on what we're looking at here. What do we got? The two animals that we got are a parrot and a shark. Ooh, that's actually kind of fun. How do we work this? I want it to be a more parrot than shark, because I think a parrot shark hanging out with a pirate would be very fun. I agree. So it'd be like a parrot body with a, a big sh- shark head, or mm-hmm. an appropriately sized shark head, and maybe a shark tail, and it can swim. It's got to have the fin. It's got to have that big dorsal the fin. The dorsal fin, yeah, yeah. But then like bright plumage. Uh, and it can mimic human speech. A shark that can talk to you is the most terrifying shark of all. Yeah. Someone might put it in a band. Someone might put it in the movie Finding Nemo. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what kind of shark? Oh, that's a, you know what? That's a good point. We've got so many options. I, I immediately go to Hammerhead just because I think the image is funny. It's, it's got the best. It's got the best shark shape. Yeah. Yeah. I think a parrot with a hammerhead sticking out of it. Uh, I don't think that would be very aerodynamic, though. I think no. it might be difficult <laughs> to fly. So maybe it's a flightless bird. Oh, that could be. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so a little parrot sized animal with a hammerhead head. Mm-hmm. Is the hammerhead covered in colorful plumage? I wasn't picturing it with plumage, but it could be. Or maybe it, like, as it gets towards, like, the, the nose, it, like, the plumage goes away a bit. Goes into, like, gray shark skin. Yeah, or it could still even be colored. Just doesn't have the feathers. Goes into, like, parrot 
colored skin. Yeah. Carrots, there are many colors. <laughs> <laughs> this one's red. Okay, okay, I like that. I'm almost envisioning like a smaller Prince Sidon from uh, the Legend of Zelda series. Yeah, yep. I was thinking like Iago. But with a hammerhead. But with a hammerhead, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But can this animal still have the voice of Gilbert Godfrey? Absolutely. That would be the only fair thing to do. Yeah, I think that would be very good. Uh, and it, it sits on a pirate's shoulder and he's just giving it steak all the time. Polly want to Polly want a prime rib? <laughs> <laughs> just constantly picking chum out of the buckets they already have on the deck and stuffing it into the animal sitting on his shoulder. But it Getting doesn't it want all that. over his suit coat. <laughs> Just blood everywhere. That's the worst pirate of all time. He stinks. <laughs> all pirates stink. I though, would imagine really so, yeah. Okay. Parrot shark. There's a lot of ways you could go with this. If you wanted to go with a shark-sized parrot animal, that's a little tougher to get into. I don't think it's worth going down that road. Yeah, I mean, although something swimming around with, like, a big beak like that would be pretty scary. I like that. I think that would be spooky. And Especially it if it fly. could fly. Yeah. <laughs> it leaps up out of the water and starts flying. It breaches and just comes oh, right at fuck. you. <laughs> oh, if Sharknado taught us nothing, we should avoid this beast. <laughs> or it's like uh, it's like the player character from that shark video game. What the fuck was that called? You know the one. Maneater. That's the one. Yeah. That thing could basically fly by the end of the game. It was basically, yeah. I mean, I think we've just described exactly what that is. Hey, what what do you say? One more? Let's do it. All right. Let's roll the animals, baby. Mm, I'm going to do one more. I don't like that one. <laughs> I don't like that one either. Or that one. That's the problem. <laughs> it's... Some of these combos are no good. It's like okay. me listening to Spotify. <laughs> Just no. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Finally. Ah, uh, the song I've heard 1,000 times. <laughs> Why do I have this many week? songs if I don't listen to any of them? <laughs> I just want to listen to my old favorites. <laughs> hey, here's an old favorite for us, Brendan. Okay. Let's combine a wolf. Okay. With a kangaroo. Oh, fuck. That's scary as shit. So if you're thinking about it, it's uh, automatically the more fun thing is the bipedal kangaroo standing on the two feet, and it has to have a pouch. Agreed. Yeah, with more wolves in it. <laughs> with multiple wolves sticking their little heads out of the pouch. Yeah. At all times. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Beyond that. that's It just kind of looks like a wolf, but it's mostly a kangaroo. It's just kind of a wolf standing up on its hind legs. I think people would be less likely to get in fights with them if they were also wolves. A little more intimidating, perhaps, that way. Yeah, because like a kangaroo's cake will fuck you up already, but if it could also like rip your arm off, Mm -hmm. I don't know about that. It can have the dog. (laughs) Although, have you seen those memes of like the very jacked kangaroo? Yeah, I have, yeah. Do you think that's real? Uh, I don't know. Could be. I don't know enough about kangaroos. I think it's real cool. Yeah. So I think well, I think it's mostly furry, like a wolf would be. It's mm-hmm. got like a nice gray palette to it. 
Uh, but I think it's got a longer tail like a kangaroo has, but it is covered in that shaggy wolf fur. It's almost, I'm almost envisioning, I, I mean, almost exactly what I am envisioning is like a werewolf with a long tail and a pouch with little wolves sticking out of it. That's kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah, like uh, it's basically like a humanoid, but with like giant legs and small arms. Are werewolves just kangaroo wolves? I guess so. Is they, that what we've landed on? They can jump. That's the other thing, too, is I would like for this horrifying creature to not be able to run. It can only hop around like a kangaroo does. Yeah, that's really fun. I don't know. Should though. it also be wearing boxing gloves like kangaroos should? And a red leather jacket? Yeah. And sunglasses? I think so. Uh, okay. I think that's probably the end of the, uh, Atlas CW is what yeah. we call this. I think that was pretty successful. A fun exercise, one we can return to at some point with a new cast of characters. <laughs> I'm ready. Never ending supply of wonderful creatures that we could create. But hey, before we do that, we must talk about the wonderful creatures, uh, that are Aang, Sokka, and Katara. All right. As, as they enter the wonderful adventures of episode 26. Let's talk about them. Let's do it. Yep, 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 yep. Episode 26 of Avatar The Last Airbender titled The Blind Bandit. Bum, bum, bum. Who could we be referring to? I think that's like one of the games at a casino. Uh, like a slot machine or like a table game that you don't really know the rules of. Yeah, like a slot machine, but the screen is broken. <laughs> right. There's a little post-it note on it that says out of order. But you, you can still pull the thing, though, and maybe you'll win. They'll let you put your money in it. <laughs> I, I learned how to play craps for a uh D&D campaign that I never actually followed through on, like, running the entire campaign. Wow, really? Craps? Is that a... That's a dice game, right? It is. Uh, and I learned how to play it because I was the DM in this campaign, and we were going to go to a casino where there was many fantastical games that I had created that don't actually exist in this world, and then the joke was... You could play all of these magical games from all of these far off lands, but the most mystical one of all is this one, which we call craps. <laughs> and then you just play craps. And then it's just craps. <laughs> I think we got to the casino and then my group kind of stopped playing. <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> so it never, it never really got to happen. <laughs> that sucks. All I'm trying to say is, is, hey, you and me should hit the casino and play some craps. <laughs> I I don't gamble. Casinos are the most <laughs> frustrating place to be. I just don't. I don't do it. You're better off for it. Mm -hmm. Hey, let's gamble on <laughs> whether we'll like this episode or not. Ah, that sucks. <laughs> the Blind Bandit, they call this one. Mm -hmm. May 5th, 2006. Previously. On Avatar. Uh, so Aang needs to find a new earthbending teacher. We know this. Yeah. Also, when he was in the swamp, he saw 
a vision of some unidentifiable young girl. Yep. I can't believe I didn't recognize her in that episode. <laughs> That's kind of what I was, I was trying to drive at. I was kicking myself for not realizing who it was. That's why I was kind of giving you these like, wink, wink, you know who this is, Brendan. Yeah, I, I totally do and should have caught on. It wasn't until the previously on in this episode that I was like, ah, God mm. damn it. Ah, shit. <laughs> what a fool. The answers were before me the entire time. Yep. It's okay. You know, you never watched the show before. Here I can I understand. So proud of myself for catching the foreshadowing in the return to uh, Omashu. <laughs> no, you nailed that one. You did a great job <laughs> with that one. Here we go. Sokka is trying to convince himself not to buy this fancy bag mm -hmm. at this Earth Kingdom market that they're in. Sure is. We've all been in this position before. Yeah. Not necessarily with a bag, but. Yeah, but like a really nice bag, though. I can see I can put myself in these shoes and be like, man, I could see all the uses I would have for this thing. <laughs> He goes through the whole the whole thing in this episode. Mm-hmm. All seven stages of <laughs> uh, buying a bag. Of retail. <laughs> oh, it's tough, buddy. He's going through it. <laughs> and Katara are like, just buy it or don't. Like, let's go already. Fucking Jesus Christ. Christ. How do they have money now? That's that's that is the same question that I have. Although maybe they just had like a huge stockpile of water tribe money, mm -hmm. and just last week they happened to go to the one place that didn't want it. Yeah, but there were other episodes about them not having any money. I yeah, that's that's true. But have we had one of those since? Like they went to the Northern Water Tribe. Have we had an ep episode or issue since? Where they were too broke to afford something. No, I guess not. So we can assume that they got all the money from the water tribe in the north. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Well, they're rolling in it now, baby. Apparently. But they walk away without the bag and Sokka runs back and he's like, you know what? I am going to get this bag. Yeah, fucking do it. Treat yourself. <laughs> he deserves it. You know, they've yeah. been through a lot. <laughs> Some fucking cretin pulls them aside <laughs> while they're in this market. He's like, hey, kids, you like earthbending? Yeah. Immediately, I'm like, where is this going? This guy's selling drugs or something? Like I don't like this. Yeah, I don't like any part of what this guy's going on. <laughs> you like candy? I got lots of candy in my van we if got, you just yeah, come with me. We got earthbending in the van. <laughs> We got lots of good earth bending in this van. Don't tell your parents. <laughs> or you'll get in trouble. <laughs> or I'll kill them. Okay, I don't like that. Uh, problematic. Uh, but this guy, really what he's after is like, he gives them brochures for something called Master Use Earthbending Academy. Yeah, yep. I went to New York once and there were a ton of people like that trying to get me to go to nightclubs. Did you do it? I was 13. So no. Did you do it? <laughs> I was like, sir, I'm 13 and here with school. Go away. Yeah. And I don't Sounds want your mixtape. Sounds to me like you were the lamest 13-year-old in New York City that day. I probably was, yep. Or... I had I had too much bubble gumps to deal with your shit. <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh, the shrimp is filling my <laughs> belly. 
Uh, I do love how this fucking guy is like peddling to kids on the street to get them to go to fucking school. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, kids. <laughs> no, man. I mom always said no to learning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my my mom told me I'm not supposed to talk to educators. <laughs> <laughs> kind of academy is this that he needs to send this guy on the street to like do his dirty work i don't know well we learn a little bit about it and i think Eh, it seems to fit the bill it makes a lot of sense uh ang does need an earthbending teacher though and the brochure does come with a coupon for a free lesson so he's like hey i might as well go check it out yeah if it's free it's for me he says it's it's for me i'm gonna (laughs) throw some rocks Uh, He goes to the lesson and is by far the oldest kid at the academy, which is good. Mm -hmm. He and the rest of the children are wearing these matching green school uniforms. Uh, Master Yu strolls in and he's this stuffy older man, uh, voiced Brendan by uh, Sab Shimono, who we will remember is also the voice of Monkey Yatso. Oh... And the voice of Samurai Jack's dad. Whoa, he's been everywhere. We've had fun with this guy on the show before. Yeah. And now we got a a new character to add to the roster. And he's not the only one. This is true. Racking him up, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, He commands the students to strike at their opponents, and some little kid picks up a rock just absolutely flattens Aang with this rock. Yeah, kicks his ass. Aang's the only one, it seems like, who doesn't defend against it. Doesn't have any clue what to do with this oncoming rock and just gets leveled by it. It seems like he didn't even try to do anything. I'm just going to take it. He just sees it coming at him and is like, I guess this is it. Well, I've had a good run. (laughs) Good luck, everyone. It's been real, Master (laughs) Yu. Uh... Yeah, he gets pummeled, and Master Yu says, hey, you're doing a great job. You want to sign up for some more lessons that are not free? Mm-hmm. That was it. That was the whole lesson. That was it. Get Yeah, the lesson is man up, young avatar. <laughs> you got rocks to not get flattened by. Uh, Aang leaves the lesson. He's like, yeah, this is that. That's that's not going to work. No. He actually offers, he says, uh, if you pay for a full year in advance, I'll upgrade you to the next belt. So this is not the most legitimate of schools, I would say. Got a little bit of a, yeah, payola going on here. Yeah. He ponies up, he'll get the preferential treatment. Yeah, uh, it's a pay-to-win school. But is he really getting the education? that? I mean, I know it looks good on a resume. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, when he gets out into the actual workforce, he's going to be lacking the necessary skills. Yeah, but once they hire him, they'll be too embarrassed to fire him. What are you going to do, fire the Avatar? Yeah, come on. Get real. It's going to make national news. The Avatar in a $3,000 suit? Come on. (laughs) $3,000 shabby robes. Yeah. I do think think the... uh, School uniform looks rather dashing on Aang. It, it is a good look. He's got like a green kind of cloth sort of thing going on with like a little hat. Yeah. Combo. It's a good look. Mm-hmm. Fitting. 
it is something that we like on this show is, you know, every time we admired Sokka's new outfit last week when he was wearing the detective hat. And yeah. Everything. I can't wait for them all to be unlockable costumes in the upcoming game. It's literally what I was about to say, Brendan, is although not necessarily the upcoming Avatar game, which I think to this point is actually out already. And I don't know how it's what? reviewing. Really? I thought it was still I a think, while off. I think it has come. I could be wrong about that. I was thinking more of like alternate costumes in the upcoming sequel to the Nickelodeon fighting game franchise. I did see that they have uh, an old Garfield skin for Garfield, and that's very good. <sighs> that's pretty good. Like when he was like the the frumpy looking fat cat. Should they have a Garfield skin that is just normal? I think so. Why not? That's like a freebie. Why? Why wouldn't you? That would or just be just... like an alt color, like even. Just do all of them, Odie. Yeah. He's like the Koopa Kids. Yep, yep. Is Garfield. You could be John. All of them. <laughs> Tiny John. That'd be great. I would love it. <laughs> I think it's worth a shot. Um. Anyway. These two teen boys walk out of the academy talking about some upcoming event called Earth Rumble 6. Hell Yeah. This is where they say the best earthbenders in the world will be fighting and Aang takes an interest in this and asks them where the tournament is. And they say, uh, oh, it's on the island of Nunya. Mm-hmm. Nunya business. <laughs> the audio cut out for me there, but I... I think I know what you were doing. You know, you know what I was up to. <laughs> I saw you looking it up on your phone the entire description. I was like, Where, what are we doing? <laughs> I downloaded this app on my phone like a week ago that only does air, air horns specifically for this one line <laughs> in the episode. Oh, man. Worth it? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, yeah. Hey, Brendan. Uh... None your business. It still doesn't come through Discord. Any, be any better? No. no it's not. It does. Discord's maybe not the plat platform for this, but it's going to come out great on the episode audio. <laughs> uh, worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, none your business. Sokka fucking loves that joke. He's like, oh, shit, I got to write that one down. <laughs> I'm going to use that every day. I hope that he does. I hope he tries to make that work for the rest of the season. Every episode we watch from now on, he's trying to like work it into conversations and they're like, Sokka, this doesn't really. That's another thing that could pay off in the finale, too. He mm. just keeps trying it and it never works and it never works. And then they go to fight off against the Fire Lord and he gets him with it. Where did you come from to find me here? <laughs> ah, I came from the island of Nunya. Yeah, oh, that'd be really good. And then everybody goes like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, they do the reaction meme of the guy holding the sides of his face yeah, and like exactly. walking across the. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Really that'd be really good. Uh, they didn't get the information they need out of these two boys, but Katara says, watch and learn, chumps. She runs after them like, hey, fellas, wait for little old me. <laughs> hey, boys. One of these kids is uh, voiced by the guy who voices uh, Robin, who I believe was also Jet, right? Uh, he was definitely another character on this show, Maybe at not least. Jet. I'm not sure. 
but I know that you've brought this up in the past, and yeah. he's back. That's him. He's back for one more round. Yep. While they are standing there, uh, Sokka has buyer's remorse over the bag that mm-hmm. he bought. Just kind of out of nowhere. It's tough, though. I've I've kind of been in that situation like, God damn it. Yeah. How did I do this? Yeah, I've done that recently even. What'd you get? You've had to put up with it. My Xbox. Oh, yes, yes, I'm like, yes. why did I do this? <laughs> what a fool I am. I think there's still time for you to change your attitude about it, but, like, I understand why you're so frustrated. Yeah, I'm sure I will come around on it. Think of all the... Uh, think of all the... Uh, yeah, see? <laughs> there's the problem. Uh, the games. The games. Think of all the games. Ah, uh, I already played Fable. What else is there? I guess there's a new fable coming. There is, but it's not unclear when it's going to come out. And oh, God no. knows the quality it will be. It's not Lionhead anymore. No, there's time. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, Sokka, he <laughs> regrets buying that bag. Katara returns. She's like, hey, guess what, everybody? We're going to Earth Rumble 6. Uh, and Aang asks how she got them to tell her where it was. And she's like, oh, I can be very persuasive. Wink. Yep. But then it cuts to this alleyway where the two boys are frozen to the wall with their heads touching against each other. Pretty good. Yeah, she got them. They got what they deserved. Hey, Brendan, guess what? What? Let's get ready to Earth Rumble. Yeah. Six. It's the name of the event. Yeah. There's this big underground stadium. Uh, They walk in. The first few rows of seats are empty. They're like, huh, I wonder why. And then a gigantic boulder slams into the seats next to them like they're in the splash zone. Yep. And they don't move. <laughs> they just, they're, they're like, oh, they're actually, yeah, this is preferable. Yeah. <laughs> it's way more exciting this way. A little bit of danger, you know, makes the show a little bit better. Yep. It's something that I feel like shows that do these kind of like tournaments don't really touch on. Like Dragon Ball Z does these tournaments all the time. Mm. Uh, or like Yu Yu Hakusho. And they're, the crowd is always like right next to these people doing these gigantic like death lasers and explosions and shit. And they never touch on it. That's true. But I'm trying to recall the events of the tournaments in Dragon Ball Z. Did they ever shoot off death lasers when there were, like, civilians around? Maybe not. Maybe those were more like martial arts, and then when the bad guy shows up and everyone evacuates, that's when they start doing it. Mm. But I haven't seen them recently enough to know for sure. I mean, I guess they were shooting off these death lasers when Mr. Satan was around, who I would qualify as a civilian, even though he might not agree with me. Yeah, well, I mean, he did save the world. Everyone prayed to him. Nobody prayed to Goku. That's true. Mr. Satan was responsible for Earth's salvation. Yep. He he defeated Boo. I wouldn't dispute it. (laughs) Um... A large, serious-looking man named Shin Fu uh, welcomes everyone to Earth Rumble 6. Uh, Katara is very bored by this. She's like, is this just going to be a bunch of guys chucking rocks at each other? <laughs> what would you prefer, Katara? Gets a bunch of guys throwing water at each other? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, come on. We could explain all of the 
bending styles in this way. You don't have to boil it down. Sorry, so. none of them have a bucket. <laughs> I'm more into that. <laughs> Stay in your lane. Don't yuck anyone's yum, Katara. <laughs> Everyone's just trying to have a good time. Uh, I'll tell you who's having a good time is Sokka. He is <laughs> way into this. He's very into it. I'm surprised that none of like the cutbacks to them have him with like a foam finger and a hot dog at any point. <laughs> that would be true. Like, every good. time it cuts back, he's got some more memorabilia. <laughs> Munching on like a big gooey tray of nachos that have like a <laughs> three foot long trail of cheese dripping off of them. Hell yeah. And a little flag with, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. The, the boulder. The boulder on it. Yeah. That would be really good. I got to get more into wrestling. Do we have to get more into wrestling? I mean, I've never been interested, but the more I heard about it on like Giant Bomb, the more interested mm-hmm. I was. I was like, all right, it sounds like watch it. It sounds like if you could get into the storylines they're doing, it might be yeah. kind of fun. That's the thing. Every time I do watch wrestling, which I have a rule where when I'm on vacation, like when I take my many Disney World trips, mm-hmm. uh, what I will strive to do is watch wrestling in the hotel room. I don't know why I do this. <clears throat> I think I, you've mentioned that before. It is what I like to do. Mm-hmm. And I start watching and I'm like, man, I could get into these storylines. It seems like there's so much going on here. But like, is this the jumping on point? And then I got to like continue to watch it to learn what's going on. It's it, it's that, intimidating that is, I think, to know where part, to go. Yeah. When I was younger, my uncle tried to get me into wrestling. He had me over for like a pay-per-view event, like a, one of them cage match kind mm-hmm. of things. Uh, and it was it was fine. I don't know. I, I could see myself getting into it, but I think there's a lot of research that I would have to do. And I don't know if I'm willing to put in the legwork. I have done a Google search before, like, where do I get started watching wrestling? And the advice that I get is, like, the channels that wrestling are on. And I'm like, you're not understanding the question. <laughs> that is not the question, no. <laughs> <laughs> I could have done I didn't need to do this Google search to learn this. <laughs> um, ding, ding, it's time to wrestle. Yeah, but first, this announcer guy, like, leaps, like, 40 feet in the air. And it doesn't mm-hmm. seem to me like he's using... <laughs> Uh, earth bending to do it how does just he kind of do does it yeah he just like force jumps away could have done like a little propulsion from like little rocks beneath his feet yeah that's what i was thinking like if he used like a platform to launch himself but i don't think it doesn't show it if he did do that hard to tell maybe he did someone so small that even god couldn't see it or he's got like rocks in his pockets and he just like floated those that's, you're assuming that any earthbender with rocks in their pockets can just fucking fly. Yeah, why not? I actually, I would apply that to every type of bending. If you're well, like, if you're a waterbender and you're soaking wet, why can't you bend the water in your clothes and fly around? Just fly everywhere. Yeah, I think they're underutilizing the their abilities. You're onto something. I will say that in Korra... So we know that Earth, or not Earth, we know that airbenders yes. can fly. That's part of their character. Mm-hmm. With a little bit of help from like gliders and shit like that. Yeah. I will say in Korra, there is another style of bender that can fly. And if you saw it, you would probably just go, oh, bullshit. <laughs> oh, no. Is it firebenders? And they like. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. I, I'm going to guess right now. You don't have to confirm or deny. It's firebenders and they like Iron Man it. And they just blast fire out of their palms and use that as their propulsion. 
Brendan, can I tell you something? What? You guessed it in one. <laughs> I thought I would. <laughs> you guessed it in one. <laughs> That's the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> Does it, though? I mean, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if we're going to let them do all kinds of wacky shit, I mean, why not? <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's going to have to be fine. Iron Man was big at the time. Yeah, it just makes sense culturally. That's where we were at <laughs> as a society. Um, yeah, that sucks. That shouldn't. Firebenders get to have all the fun. Yeah, it's because it's the coolest. I, I mean, the more they let them do, the more I can't argue with. Yeah, them, you can you you can hate it all you want, but this is what peak bending looks like. <laughs> this is. We should strive for this. The Chad <laughs> Firebender. Versus the virgin waterbender. We don't have to talk about it anymore. Time to wrestle. Knock your opponent out of the ring and you win. Hell yeah. First match, we have the boulder. Yeah. Versus the big bad hippo. <laughs> So let's talk about it, Brendan. We could start with the hippo. There's not much to say about hippo other than he's just King Hippo from is, Punch Out. Yeah, he's literally just King Hippo from Punch Out. And also he's an earthbender. Right. If King Hippo could or would maybe he could earthbend the whole time. We never really got to know. Yeah, he never tried. As far as I know. Kind of one of the most useless fighters in that game. Yeah. I've never played Punch Out. Oh, <laughs> Is he the second fighter after Glass Joe? It takes a little while to get to him, but like it's the rules are very simple. He does like a little move, raises up his hands. You punch him in the belly button and mm -hmm. his shorts fall down. Oh, my God. How the indignity. Which I don't think they did in this episode. They should have had this big, bad hippo. They should have had his shorts fall down. If that they were going to do it, I feel like I feel like they didn't go far enough with either of these characters. I agree. Like, um, the boulder is very clear who he's supposed to be, and I feel like they didn't play it up enough. The boulder, so he's this big, muscly guy is kind of really all he is physically, but he's clearly inspired by, like, a he's got a little bit of Macho Man Randy Savage in him, mm -hmm. but he's also got a lot of The Rock in him. Yeah, I I got the I didn't really get the rock actually. I which is weird. I got the the macho man cuz that's the voice that he's doing the whole time. It is the voice. He's he's kind of got that ooh yeah kind of thing going he doesn't on, but push he, it far enough. He should go a little bit further. He's got a lot of the rock thing going on cuz it's it will recall when the rock was the rock. Mm -hmm. He uh would constantly refer to himself in uh, uh yeah, that's true. The third person talking about uh, the boulder yep, is here. constantly what he's saying in this episode. Mm -hmm. Do you smell what the boulders rolling is bending? Yes, we <laughs> all know this. Hey, fun fact about the boulder, Brendan. He's actually voiced by WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley. Wow, really? Mm -hmm. I know that name and that's it. Mankind, some refer to him as. Oh. He's been a, a few different names, I think, over the years. Okay. Today, we'll know him as the Boulder. Sounds good. I don't know enough about wrestling, but I imagine that's pretty cool. He fought The Undertaker once in a very dangerous Hell in a Cell matchup, and uh, there was a lot of blood, and uh, 
People loved it. Wasn't The Undertaker's thing that there was always a lot of blood, though? This was particularly bad, though. Was uh, it real th- blood this time? Because I think a lot of the times with The Undertaker, it was not. Mick Foley took some pretty serious bumps and, like, his teeth, like, bust through his lip oh. and stuff. It's pretty nasty stuff, but... Brutal. One, one of the most famous fights of all time. You know, look it up, kids. Yeah. I think I might have seen a video recently of Mick Foley fighting a nine-year-old girl. <laughs> if he's the one I'm thinking of. Uh, I mean, anything's possible. She in this kicked world. his ass. Hell yeah. She sold it so well. You got to check that out. It's very good. Okay, I'm going to Google that as soon as we're done with this. I like that a lot. Uh, the boulder hurls some rocks at Hippo. He catches one of them in his four teeth that mm-hmm. he has. His Hippo teeth. His big hippo teeth, and he just chomps the rock apart. Good stuff. Yeah. All I could think of was Boomy. I was going to say, this confirms that earthbenders can bend the earth with their teeth. Yeah. Hell yeah. So I think our theories were correct about Mm -hmm. the rock candy was not actually that. (laughs) This proves it. He's just insane. He's just a (laughs) madman. We knew that already. Uh... Hippo starts rocking the entire ring like Bowser and Mario 64. Mm-hmm. Uh, the boulder rebounds, though, and uses all of his strength to lift Hippo over his head on a giant rock and hurls him out of the ring. Easy. Congratulations, the boulder. Yeah. Uh, Aang and Katara remember why they're here in the first place. Uh, Aang says, oh, well, I'm supposed to find a teacher that listens to the earth. But he says the boulder just listens to his big muscles. Which is true. Fair. Fair point. I mean, hey, I'm fucking listening to those things, too, and they sound pretty good to <laughs> They me. are putting up a strong argument. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I like the sound these muscles are making. <laughs> Sign me up, no, big I'm just boy. I'm thinking of, like, faint slapping noises. Just little... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gushy, gushy little muscles like sliding around in his arm skin. Gross. Oh, what a terrible thing. Uh, they look at Sokka. He's just fucking marking so hard to this boulder. He is like finally in his element. Oh, yeah. He's loving it. And good for him. It's like, I should have gone to wrestling matches years ago. <laughs> he's got a new bag. He's watching some fun sports. He's having a good day. Sokka's having a fucking great day. <laughs> He's having fun. Uh, up next is Fire Nation Man. Yeah. Yeah, what's up with this guy? Uh, this guy's a heel. He's dressed uh, in red and waving the Fire Nation flag as he strolls out to booze from the audience. <laughs> Everybody it's hates really this guy. He's like Russian. For some reason, that's the, that's the funniest part about this guy is he has a Russian accent putting on when we know that, like, the Fire Nation is not Russian. No, no. As far as we know, there are no Russian civilizations no. in this world. Those don't exist on this planet. <laughs> I was very is, confused about it. It is extremely funny, though. Like, oh, what are all, like, heel wrestlers from the (laughs) 1980s? Oh, they're just from the USSR. Let's do that with this guy. (laughs) I mean, yeah, fair point. It's a good homage to 
the prior wrestling period. He starts singing the Fire National Fire Nation National Anthem too, which is good. Which I don't I don't believe is actually the Fire Nation National There's Anthem. There's no way. There's no <laughs> way. But people hate it anyway. The crowd, including Sokka, starts pelting him with rocks. They fucking hate this guy. Yeah. That's good. That's a good heel, though. When you've got everyone that against you, like, you know, you're doing your job well. Oh, yeah. He's selling it. For sure. Uh, The boulder, though, he sinks this guy into the ring and then raises him high up and delivers a massive knee drop, sending him sailing into the crowd right next to Sokka, who just loses his shit. (laughs) He says the boulder knows how to put the hurt in the dirt. Oh, which is pretty clever, pretty quick on Sokka's part. It is pretty good, but Aang and Guitar are like looking at him, kind of getting worried about like this. He, we might never get him back now. <laughs> He's very into this very quickly. <laughs> is this his life? Should we leave him here? <laughs> he had an awakening. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't continue on this mission of like defeating the Fire Lord. I've found my calling. No, Sokka, look away. It's too late, Aang. <laughs> it's too late. I am the wrestling now. <laughs> Uh, hey, there's a funny touch in this wrestling ring. They use badger moles as Zambonis between I, matches. Yep, I noticed that. It's really good. Uh, they come out, which is weird, because couldn't they just, like, earth bend all the rocks away? Why do they got to get this creature to come over and, like, brush it away? Yeah, but that is what the badger mole is doing is... Well, I mean, it's it's actually not earthbending in this no, scene. It's just it like looks like using it's just its arms to brush hands. it away. Yeah. <laughs> we know that it's capable, but it, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's doing. I feel like they would just pick up the ring and like tilt it and then put it back down. <laughs> Might be a little more practical, but uh, it seems like it's having a good time. <laughs> uh, we get a montage of the boulder just crushing the rest of the competition. Uh, each fight is accentuated with a like painterly image of the finishing blow, which yeah, is pretty good. It is pretty cool. Yeah, there's like a weird mad scientist mole man guy. I liked him. He's like the underminer. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like this wiry luchador character. He's fun too. I like him. There's some guy who kind of looks like a skinnier Blanca. Yeah, I don't remember him. He's like the least important wrestler of all. <laughs> I believe wrestlers. you, though. <laughs> uh, it's time for the Boulder's final match against the reigning champion of the ring. Mm-hmm. The camera swings up, revealing a girl holding the title belt above her head. Mm-hmm. And Shinfu announces her as the Blind Bandit. Whoa. Why do they call her that? Good question, Brendan. Uh, sure enough, we take a look at her eyes that are like all white, revealing that this is not just a nickname. She is actually blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's another reveal, too, as the dramatic camera angle from beneath her changes, revealing a straight on view of her, revealing she's actually just a very small, tiny little girl. Yeah, she's <laughs> wicked small. It's very, very, very small. There's like these sexy ring ladies that are like (laughs) introducing her and they are like three times her size. (laughs) She can't really be blind. It's just part of her character, right? I think she is. I think she is going down. The boulder feels conflicted about fighting a young blind girl. 
to me like you're scared, Boulder. The boulder's over his conflicted feelings, and now he's ready to bury you in a rock avalanche. <laughs> it's really good. Also, though, wouldn't the boulder know who the champion of this ring is? Like getting into the, it. Yeah, I mean, at the, at this point, I think he's just hamming it up for the crowd. It is a show, after all. That's Brenda. true. That's true. He wants to fight now. She does also reply, "Whenever you're ready, the pebble." Oh, fucking <laughs> fighting words. Fucking got his ass. <laughs> the blind bandit laughs. And Aang has a sudden realization. Uh, he has heard this laugh before. While chasing that vision of the fancy little girl in the swamp. Mm-hmm. He sees that same girl in his mind who turns to face the camera. And it is, in fact, the very same girl that he's looking at now. Yeah. So here we go, Brendan. That storyline, which seemed to be the only important thing from that episode, is paying off. Now it's concluded. We don't have to think about the swamp (laughs) ever again. Thank God. Maybe not. Maybe those swamp benders will come back in some fashion. (laughs) I hope not. I can't remember. I hope they do. I hope the Fire Nation succeeded in burning the swamp. It's too wet. There's too much moisture. (laughs) You can't burn a swamp down. I'd like to see you try. If I was a firebender, I could. Doubt it. Hmm. Well, we'll never know. You're you're not man enough, Brendan. I think you'd get there and you'd be too chicken shit to even go through with the (laughs) operation. Sounds like you're asking for a challenge. (laughs) Is this you and me like our wrestling banter? (laughs) I I guess so. It's not very good. Would people watch? (laughs) No, absolutely not. It's the worst wrestling show I've ever seen, the worst podcast I've ever heard, and the worst wrestling I've ever had to witness. Um, Time to fight. The boulder is standing there dripping in sweat, but the blind bandit is completely still. The camera zooms in on her ears as she's waiting for the boulder to make his move. And he takes one step, and then the entire scene freezes. Mm-hmm. And it goes all black and white. And beneath his heel, there's this rippling, spirally sonar wave. Mm-hmm. It emanates out and passes its way through the blind bandit. And she kind of slides her foot across the floor, creating another wave around her that ripples out through the boulder as he's making his approach in slow motion. Mm-hmm. She's got daredevil vision. She's kind of doing like a daredevil thing. Yeah. Which, gotta say, pretty fucking cool. It is pretty cool, yeah. Um, She slams her other foot on the ground, sending this trail of cracked earth in the boulder's direction, which Aang watches with like his jaw on the floor. What is happening here? It is pretty cool. Uh, Still in slow motion, that trail slips right beneath the boulder's foot, sending him into this wide split. Yeah. Got him. Just really, really good. Sokka's smile fades, and then he lets out a little whimper, like, oh, man. Oh, my favorite guy. Not my guy. I just got into this guy, and now he's already a failure. (laughs) Oh, no. Who's my new guy? (laughs) Can't be this little girl. Can't be this little girl, no. Yeah, well, Sokka, you know, he's got a lot of... He still has a lot of faith in the boulder, even after his failures. Yeah. 
And even after the criminal activity he performs <laughs> he ain't no way, later on in the episode. He, he ain't no wayward fan. <laughs> no, no. This I'm I'm a diehard from day one. <laughs> uh the boulder screams in pain straight into the camera with just like a top tier, S tier, top of the line, you'll never find a better reaction face. Okay, yep. Now we gotta rank all the reaction faces in this show. This is extremely high on the list, Brendan. I'm not <laughs> sure you can get a better one. We'll have to find out. Stay tuned. <sighs> Bonus episode approaching shortly. <laughs> she then uh, swings her hand around, sprouting some stone pillars that slam the boulder out of the ring. Uh, the blind bandit smiles as she retains her title. Mm-hmm. Sokka's trying to cope with this, but Aang is like, Oh, she literally was waiting and listening for him to make his move. Yeah. That's the one. I've been told I'm supposed to find someone like this. Didn't know that it would be so on the nose. She must be mine. (laughs) Shinfu offers a cash prize to anyone willing to fight the blind bandit and ask the crowd if there are any takers. And Aang's like, yep, I'll be right down. (laughs) I'm away. Hold on, I'm, I'm I'm up a little bit high. Wait for me to come down. <laughs> and there's like this like 40 second long thing as we just hear footsteps and the camera's focused on the ring. Couple people cough. <laughs> Shinfu checks the watch he's not wearing. Yeah, it goes on a little bit long. He uh, enters the ring and the blind bandit says, uh, do people really want to watch two little girls fighting? Pretty oh. good. <laughs> She's full of it. Uh, Aang is like, actually, I just want to talk. Uh, Sokka boos Aang. (laughs) Katara smacks him like, will you shut the fuck up? (laughs) Don't boo him. (laughs) I'm so sick of you. I should have never taken you. Aang and I should have came by ourselves. You're you're embarrassing me. (laughs) It's really good. He's just into it. He likes what he likes, you know? He wants blood. (laughs) Don't take somebody to the fucking Fall Out Boy concert if you don't want them to, like, go crazy over I Write Sins, Not Tragedies. Oh, my God. That's not even a Fall Out Boy song. Is it not? (laughs) No, that's Panic at the Disco. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're right. It is. Oh, that's embarrassing. (laughs) I mean, if I was at a Fall Out Boy concert and they started playing I Write Sins, Not Tragedies, I might, you know, I might be pretty a, into that. That's a pretty fucking good Fall Out Boy concert. <laughs> oh, what a sin I've committed. <laughs> How dare you? Will anyone forgive me? Unlikely. I don't think I can forgive myself. It doesn't matter. It's like a 20-year-old emo band. I know, but... I got street cred that I have to keep up, Brendan. I think I just eviscerated it. It's fine. I'll start over. I'll start from scratch. Uh, the blind bandit kicks at Aang, uh, but he leaps over her attack and kind of floats sideways. Mm-hmm. We've never really seen him do like this weird floating move before. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the uh, reaction command in Kingdom Hearts 2. Of course. I mean, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, too. Yeah, he just pressed triangle and zipped around her. Um, sure. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. 
uh, he softly lands back down, down on the ground and she spins to face him and uh, calls him the fancy dancer, yeah. which I think is a fun nickname. I think that would be a pretty good nickname. He could keep that one. He doesn't seem to mind it. He's like kind of into it, that yeah. idea. He doesn't mind any of the names she calls him. <laughs> Lay it on me. I can take all of this. <laughs> uh, she attacks again, but he floats above it and she can't find him. Uh, he tells her to stop, but she tosses a boulder at him and uh, he leaps up and blows some air at it to slow it down. But the air knocks the blind bandit over and pushes her all the way out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Got her. Got her ass. Aang is the new champion to the shock of all the other wrestlers and to the delight of... Sokka and Katara. Now Katara suddenly is very into this now that <laughs> Aang is the champion. Oh, she's very supportive of her friend. That's what she was waiting for secretly. All I can't relate to these other wrestlers, but I know this guy. Mm -hmm. The fancy dancer. <laughs> uh, Aang is not focused on the glory of winning the match, though. He uh, chases after the blind bandit, trying to get her to listen, but she is just pissed to have lost. Yeah. No greater embarrassment. No, she was the reigning champion. And now what is she? Just some Nothing. blind girl. Yeah. It's all she had. <laughs> you took everything from me. <laughs> he uh, says that he needs her to teach him earthbending, but she bends open a door in the side of the arena and slams it closed behind her. Uh, Aang dejectedly walks back to the ring where Sokka rushes in and collects the bag of gold and also the big-ass champion's belt. <laughs> yeah. He loves that belt so much. Yeah, he does. It suits him. Yeah, everyone loves a, a nice wrestling belt. If I won it in a competition, or even if my friend did, I'd be wearing it 24-7. Brendan, yeah. if you win a wrestling championship, I would hope that you would let me wear that belt every day in my regular regular life. <laughs> sure. Can we agree to that right now? Yeah, we can agree to that. I wouldn't wear it. Okay, good. So you need to start training. <laughs> and we'll talk after you win. Okay. But not a single second before that. <laughs> All right, shut it down. <laughs> End of podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Um, the next day, they're looking for the blind bandit. Sokka is wearing that belt now, which is a little bit of stolen valor. Oh, yeah. But I mean, who cares? Let him. It's Sokka. You know, he's got to have something. Uh, they return to the Earthbending Academy where those two dopey teens uh, recoil in fear at the sight of Katara. Yeah. She gives him the stink eye. Don't fucking mess with me. You know how this went last time. <laughs> she does try to intimidate them into telling them more about the blind bandit, but they don't really know much about mm -hmm. this girl. She's kind of a mystery. Ooh. Who is this mysterious character? Who knows? Will we ever find out? Certainly she couldn't belong to what seemed to be the most famous people that live on this planet. What? I, I don't think that's true. Somebody would definitely have recognized her. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, that can't be right. Uh, Aang says, well, hey, what about this fancy girl with a flying boar, which is what he saw in his vision in the swamp? Mm -hmm. And suddenly this makes sense to these two boys. 
Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You should have said that from the start. <laughs> we know exactly who that is. Oh, that's that's an easy one. Uh, the flying boar is the symbol of the Beifong family, which is uh, definitely the richest family in town, but also probably the richest family in the entire world. Mm-hmm. That's coming from these two boys who probably never left this town as well. I mean, yeah, that that's they've got such a small take it with a great mindset. Yeah, the world's a big place, guys. I don't think you've ventured far from. No, have you heard of the Fire Lord? That guy. I mean, he might not have a lot of like liquid assets on hand, but he kind of just <laughs> controls like the entire world. So he needs anything he needs, he can get without lifting a finger. Yeah. Yeah, they recognize that as the symbol of that family, but the teens say uh, they don't have a daughter. And they're going to go follow up on this lead, and the teens say, yeah, you better leave. <laughs> as if they have any leverage in this situation. They're trying to regain some control. It's um, a feeble attempt, and we all know it. Mm-hmm. Katara kind of does the, I got my eye on you gesture as they leave. Yep. I think she even says it, doesn't she? She might. Uh, Sokka swings into the frame and he just whispers, Water Tribe. <laughs> Which is really good. Like the like the, the cobras from Dodgeball? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to wonder how many other times in life Sokka has done this exact same maneuver. Someone they're trying to strong arm. Probably very few, because he spent most of his life in the water tribe. So he couldn't really do that to other water tribe members. That's true. Yeah. He's been dying to do it, though. <laughs> he told Katara, hey, one day you're going to scare the shit out of someone and I'm going to have your back. <laughs> I got you. Today is that day. It's pretty good. Um, We see the boulder standing with Shin Fu and the boulder says, hey, brother, that kid wasn't earthbending. The boulder thinks that that match was rigged. Mm -hmm. He thinks that the blind bandit took a dive and split the pot with Aang. Ooh. Shinfu slams the wall in frustration. Ah, oh, nobody takes money from me. He's very easy to convince. <laughs> oh, you have zero proof of this? Okay, I believe you, the boulder. You, you, the guy who just got embarrassed in front of the entire arena? You think there was foul play? You, the guy who's probably trying to curry favor with me, the guy who promotes all of your wrestling events and makes sure you have any level of success in this town? I believe you. All right, let's do it. Even though you just embarrassed yourself, yeah, in front of a child. <laughs> Suddenly, we're looking over this sprawling estate these lush green gardens and water features sitting before these tall, ornate buildings. And it's all surrounded by this big, thick stone wall. Uh, and at the gate of this estate, there's a symbol of a flying boar. Mm -hmm. So here we are, the Beifung compound, they call it. <laughs> or at least I call it. Yeah. Uh, they hop over the wall. There's a good subtle bit of Aang gracefully floating over, but Sokka falling straight on his face while he tries to climb the wall. Good stuff. What a dummy. Just seems appropriate. Uh, they stoop around for a second, but then the earth kind of explodes from beneath their feet, sending them tumbling. Into the scene walks the blind bandit in her 
fancy form from Aang's vision. Mm -hmm. And she angrily asks them, what are you doing here, Twinkle Toe? She says to Aang. (laughs) Got him. Fancy dancer, Twinkle Toes. She's full of them. (laughs) Keep them coming. Sokka thinks that Twinkle Toes is like an emasculating nickname, but Katara's like, hey, you got all excited earlier because your belt matches your new bag that you bought. Yep, she has a point. Very fair. I don't know, Brendan. This toxic masculinity, it's going to kill us all. It started with the blind bandit. I almost just dropped a real name. (laughs) We're not there yet. We're not there yet. (laughs) She started it. Everybody's got to calm down. (laughs) Uh, Aang's like, hey, actually, this crazy old king told me to find you, and then I saw you in the magic swamp. Let's be friends, huh? Yeah. And she goes, yeah, okay. Yeah, perfectly reasonable. Let's do this thing. That checks out. (laughs) All right. Say no more. I'm on board. (laughs) Uh, Katara jumps in. She's like, actually, long story short, uh, he's the avatar, and he needs you to teach teach him earthbending. Uh, this girl says, not my problem, and starts to walk away. Mm-hmm. Sokka pleads with her, too, but she puts on a panicked voice and starts calling for the guards to come and save her. Uh, some guards rush in and say, what is it, Toph? Yeah. So, Toph. There she goes, Toph. We don't have to say the blind bandit. <laughs> oh, thank God. Little The little girl. Mm-hmm. We're over that now, Brendan. I think Toph is a bad name. What's the issue? I just don't like it. It's got a bad mouthfeel. Toph? Yeah. Well, it's like you're having Toffee, but you shorten it. Yeah, I think that's it's the also problem. It's spelled differently. <laughs> oh, no, is it spelled with like a G-H? It's a, I believe it's a P-H. Oh, okay, that's fine. It's not working for you? No, I don't. I don't, I don't like it. Maybe it'll grow on me. I promise you this, we've got a lot of time to spend with Toph. <laughs> I just don't see the appeal. <laughs> I would criticize you for making a blind joke, but there are so many more that happened throughout this one episode. Uh, so you're fine. Don't worry about it. Um, she pretends like she's lost and scared, and they walk her back towards the mansion as Aang hatches a plan. Mm-hmm. We see Toph's parents. They're these two very finely dressed people uh, sitting for tea with Master Yu. Hey, we know that guy. Back in action, baby. He's best friends with the rich people. Of course. Trying to get a couple extra bucks on the side, I think. He's no fool. I know where my bread is buttered. It's with the richest people on the planet. (laughs) He uh, he's been giving Toph earthbending lessons, but they are all very clear that they want her to take it easy. Just the simple stuff for small, stupid babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she couldn't possibly be good at earthbending. I mean, she's like a blind. Did you know? I heard. I've heard that. Yeah. She's a little girl that is blind. So like, mm-hmm. what could she possibly do? Yeah, not much. Probably nothing. <laughs> but at least they're humoring her with these earthbending lessons. 
Uh, Toph is sitting here scowling, though, like, you fucking dorks, you have no clue. <laughs> I could end all of you. <laughs> I'd flatten this room. <laughs> You're all pancakes. <laughs> this is nothing. Uh, a man enters the room and he says that they have a visitor and Toph's dad is like, they come to me in my home? Who the fuck? Who would dare? <laughs> Uh, but the man says, it's the Avatar. So I guess that's, you know, a pretty good power play by Aang. Just yeah. using that Avatar title to open any door he needs to go through. He should really do it more. Constantly. Yeah. Anytime he needs anything. I'm the Avatar, by the way. No big it's deal. like a skeleton key yeah, to get <laughs> you into any social situation you need to be in. Mm-hmm. It works this time around. They welcome him in. Toph jumps up like, this fucking kid again? <laughs> Thought I told him off already. Uh, they sit down for dinner with the family. Uh, Aang is seated across from Toph. Uh, their servant places a cup of soup in front of her, and her father says, blow on it. It's too hot for her. <laughs> oh. Fucking A. So this is the kind of, like, helicopter parent we're dealing with? Oh, right. yeah. He cares about her. But does he really? I don't know. He seems to. <laughs> I would call it overprotective, but at least protective. Yeah. Aang's like, hey, check this shit out. And makes like a little tiny tornado that swirls over her soup. Yeah. <laughs> they all clap for him like he's done this great trick. I think it's a pretty neat trick. You should do this all the time. I think it's very funny. <laughs> just make little tornadoes all the time. Just send them out. Cool down people's like chicken. <laughs> Specifically <laughs> just to cool food. It's too spicy. You got to cool this down for me, Ang. I've got it under control. <laughs> also, that's not how spice works. Whoosh. Do you think that when Ang like got his tattoos for mastering airbending, the monks were like, hey. Great. You're finally ready to use your abilities for, like, making the world a better place. Uh, mm -hmm. By the way, that includes cooling down a little girl's bowl of SpaghettiOs. <laughs> yeah, probably. Or maybe they didn't say it, but that's the first thing he thought of. It's like, mm, yes, yes, I have all of these wonderful tricks. No one will ever burn their mouth again. Not on my watch. Not while I'm around. <laughs> I will save the skin inside of everybody's mouths. <laughs> you ever had like a really bad burn on the roof of your mouth, though? That shit oh, sucks. Yeah, Brendan, even just recently I had something like that. And oh. you keep licking at it with your tongue yeah. even though you shouldn't. Yep, yep. I'm feeling it right now. It's, I'm very uncomfortable now. I wish I hadn't brought it up. Do you have, is that a current ailment of yours? No, no. I'm just thinking, just I haven't done it like in a long a time, pain. actually. Yeah, I just feel, I can feel the, the one time it was really bad. Oh, I know. It's awful. Mm -hmm. And you just sit there every day wondering, what is the day? Well, this is finally, this is finally going to heal over and I won't <laughs> have to Is this going to be forever? <laughs> this is just me now. Am I, am I this guy? <laughs> I had a, a ball of rice at, at school and I put the whole ball of rice in my mouth. And so I had little rice-shaped burns all over the roof of my mouth. It was awful. That's awful. It was terrible. We make chili pretty frequently, and, like, 
by the time it's ready, I'm like ravenously hungry mm-hmm. and I'll start eating it even though I know that it's going to go poorly. Mm-hmm. And I'll just end up with, yeah, a bunch of like that loose skin hanging from like <sighs> around my teeth. And then hate I got to pick it out. It's awful. I hate it. But if only <laughs> Ang was around. <laughs> if only somebody could make like a little whirlwind in my chili. <laughs> Only there was such a person capable of it, but uh, he's not here right now. So worst avatar ever, I would say. <laughs> uh, Toph's father says, uh, Avatar, can you end the war, please? <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> such an unfair question. He's like, it's costing me a lot of money, and I love money. <laughs> and he's like, well, uh, I'm trying to, but. I need to learn earthbending before I'm going to do that as he stares down Toph across the table. Who cannot see him doing it. <laughs> I'm not even sure that like her vibration powers would even be working in this social setting. No, or at least it wouldn't pick up where he's looking. Right. I know. But he's uh, mean mugging someone who can't appreciate it. <laughs> um. Her father suggests that Master Yu should teach Aang uh, and says that he's been teaching Toph and Aang's like, wow, she must be a really great earthbender. Uh, but Toph shuts him up by kicking the earth beneath his chair, mm-hmm. uh, slamming his little butt into the chair. Uh, her father stares at the two of them and Toph calmly eats her food. Mm-hmm. Just pretty good. We'll talk about that again in just a second. <laughs> Uh, Master Yu and Toph's father say that Toph can never be a great earthbender, you know, because of the blindness. Because she's a girl. Because she's a girl, and that's simply not allowed. <laughs> We're and just like and they're the like water this tribe. again. Oh fuck! <laughs> I don't have any more necklaces to change your mind. I'm fresh out. How's this bag do for you? They take a look at Sokka's boomerang. Wait, that was my wife's boomerang. (laughs) Oh, boy. We're doing this again. We got to do this in every nation. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, No, Brendan, it's the blindness. Did you know she's blind? Oh, I'd forgotten, actually. It's the thing about these fucking two is they have to constantly be like, no, she is blind. She can't do anything. She's a stupid little blind little baby. Disabled people shouldn't be around. We should eradicate them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> also, we're the Fire Nation. Also, yeah, yeah, well, they're probably getting a little bit of a kickback. They're probably selling some of whatever it is that they do. They're That's how they make so much money. They're war profiteering. It doesn't matter who. Yeah. The only side is... The only side they take is the one that gives them the most green. <laughs> Everyone else is uh, kind of staring at each other and Aang's like, uh, well, you know, she's actually probably a better bender than you realize. Mm-hmm. And Toph drags her foot on the ground, pulling Aang's chair in and slamming his face into his soup. Yeah, he's so clumsy. Aang, stop goofing around at the dinner table. <laughs> You're embarrassing us. It does cut back to Toph again, calmly eating her food once again, literally using the exact same clip twice. I love that. <laughs> it's good. That feels like something they do in actual anime. Yeah, I we've talked about this, I think. They did it in Fooly Cooly. 
mm-hmm. uh, to great effect. And they even have the same voice line play every time. Mm-hmm. It's really good. That's good. It's good stuff. Uh, Aang does get back at her by letting out this big airbending sneeze that sends all the food flying everywhere in the room. Yeah, he got everyone with it. <laughs> Gets back at everyone. I've had enough of this fucking dinner. <laughs> the two of them get all aggro at each other in return, and everyone else at the table is kind of like, mm, where do we go from here? <laughs> Just gets real awkward, yeah. <laughs> I don't like this scene anymore. We were having a good time. Um. After dinner, Toph visits Aang in his room and calls a truce. Uh, They walk around in the garden outside and Toph is walking along like the small ledges on like these little bridges and like jumping around and shit. Mm -hmm. But she explains that she's able to see with her feet, she says. (laughs) Weird. No, no, this is normal. Uh, She uses earthbending to feel the vibrations in the ground and see where everything is, uh, including she's like pointing out things. There's like a tiny little ant hill far away yeah. from them that she can see. And those ants, she says. <laughs> and those little ants. And the uh, townspeople three miles away from the estate. It's actually extremely overwhelming. The fire lord is in this direction. <laughs> He's pooping. <laughs> and it's not going well. <laughs> That's amazing. My parents don't understand. They've always treated me like I was helpless. Is that why you became the blind bandit? Yeah. Then why stay here where you're not happy? They're my parents. Where else am I supposed to go? You could come with us. Yeah. You guys get to go wherever you want. No one telling you what to do. That's the life. It's just not my life. And then she breaks into a song. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> that would be beautiful. I would be for it. I hope In there's the a musical sky. episode of Avatar somewhere. She looks up to a single star that she can't see. <laughs> that would she be wouldn't me. even be able to feel it. <laughs> I, I know. What time of day is it? Eh, don't worry about it. Suddenly, she places her hand on the ground and says, We're being ambushed. Whoa. And they start to run, but they're cut off as that weird little mole man wrestler guy pops out of the ground. (laughs) I don't know about this guy. He's got like a little helmet. I like him. He's not my favorite. I guess I I don't know who my favorite is. I kind of wish he did like a little gremlin laugh when he popped out of the ground, though. (laughs) (laughs) He seems like the type. (laughs) That would have really sealed it. They would have had to pay for another voice actor. Oh, they could have got Sokka's voice actor to do it. Well, too late now. Uh, These two metal cages fall on them from above and they are trapped by the other wrestlers being led by Shin Fu. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, everyone else finds a ransom note in the garden signed by Shin Fu in the boulder. Sokka picks up the ransom letter and he's like, I can't believe it. I have the boulder's autograph. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Again, not. <laughs> He's so deep in now. Like, it doesn't matter what happens to his very close friend, Aang. He's just such a mark for the boulder. I get yeah. it. Who wouldn't be? 
I'm, I don't know. I guess I guess only Katara. No, that's true. She wasn't into it from no. the start. They're going to have to go save them. Uh, Toph's mother cries, oh, she must be so scared. And it immediately cuts to Toph, like, smack-talking the other wrestlers, not scared <laughs> at all. She don't give a shit. It's a good bit. Um, they're in the wrestling arena again, and her and Aang are suspended in the air in those metal cages. Uh, she tells Shin Fu that she's going to smack the grin off his face, and he says, I'm not smiling. <laughs> Some good blind humor for you, Brendan. <laughs> Toph's family arrives and Sokka tosses Shinfu a bag of money. Uh, they lower Toph's cage down and set her free, but they don't lower Aang's cage. And Katara questions this and Shinfu unfurls one of Aang's wanted poster. And he's like, uh, actually, this is the big catch. So, like, we're going to hold on to him, I think, for a little while. Yeah. So get out. Goodbye. So, so, yeah, thank you for the bunny. Here's your <laughs> girl. But uh, this one, well, we're going to see what he's got going on. Yeah. The other wrestlers dramatically enter the ring. Toph is leaving with her parents, but Katara yells out that they need her help. And her father jumps in and he's like, my daughter is blind. <laughs> She's blind and she sucks at everything and also she is blind. <laughs> oh, she's blind. Ah, shit. We keep forgetting. It's just, it's so easy. Oh, we've seen her be so good at fighting, but ah, oh, shit. I forgot she's blind. That's too bad. <laughs> well, forget about her. Uh, he says, she can help you, but Toph says, yes, I can. She pulls some sunglasses down. <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> uh, she returns to the ring and stops the other wrestlers as they're carrying Aang away. She says she's going to take them all down at once. Uh, and they run into fight. Sokka and Katara start to move forward too, but Toph stops them. And we can see the wrestlers' feet pounding the stone surface of the ring. And Toph turns to Sokka and Katara and she just says... They're mine. Oh, badass. Stone Cold, the oh. name of another wrestler. That one I do get. I know that guy. And then, yeah, Toph slams a couple beer cans together and sprays them all over her own face. Fuck yeah. She's a proud American. We are in America. Yeah, yeah. Um, she slams her foot down. There's some dramatic orchestral music that starts to play as she raises her hands and then crashes herself down, creating this giant blast beneath the wrestlers, throwing them backward and creating this big dust cloud. Mm -hmm. uh, they are like completely blinded within this dust cloud, which, of course, is no problem for Toph, who waltzes right in. Yeah. Could she bend the dust cloud if she wanted to? Seems like it because she does, like, undo the dust cloud here in a moment. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So she's got some level of control over it. Hmm. How do you feel about that? I think that's fine. It's, it's, it is Earth, after all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's all right. Uh, you know, you're respecting a little bit of the laws of science. <laughs> we get a badass montage of Toph 
fucking up these dudes. But meanwhile, we also see Sokka slamming a rock against Aang's locks on his cage. And Aang is just like, hit it harder. (laughs) These people are all just along for the ride. Yeah, he should just have Katara freeze the lock. We know that works. We saw it happen. He wouldn't have even had to swing that hard with the rock. Yeah, you know what? You're right, Brendan. Yeah, they're really fucking up. Presumably, Aang would have learned that from Katara, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, what is she doing? Just standing around. She's standing around, yeah. She's enjoying the show. She's back up in the stadium in the old seat they were in. <laughs> Cheering for the show. Finally, she's getting into it. <laughs> now she's got a hot dog and a little flag. <laughs> yeah, she's got, yeah, right, the big foam finger. <laughs> The Fire Nation man and the Luchador meet Toph in the dust cloud, but she handily dodges their attacks and sends them flying out of the ring. Uh, Toph's father and Master Yu are literally sitting in the stands of the arena. I love it. They're just like absolutely gobsmacked at what's going on here. They can't believe what they're seeing. Um, she takes care of a few more of them and then faces the boulder and the hippo. Uh, They're standing on, like, this big stone ring, which seems to be, like, a very common feature of all Earth Nation architecture is this big, I believe it is the earthbending symbol, but, like, they've got it adorned everywhere. Yeah, it looks like a coin. These are the same things we saw in the um, Avatar State episode. Yes. A feature of every, like, fighting arena are these big-ass earth kingdom symbols which i think is pretty cool if they're gonna be like yeah if you want to fight against us we're gonna fuck you up with the symbol of our own nation it's like if americans shot guns that had american flags in them fuck yeah that'd be so cool maybe we should yeah all of our like artillery shells are just american flags mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they they got little whistles in them and they, they whistle the national anthem. <laughs> Start flying I'm for through it. the air. Are though maybe okay, so then maybe the answer is replace all guns. Okay. Brendan, <laughs> shut it shut it down. Shut down the episode for a second. I've just figured out world peace. Okay. Take away all the weapons from everybody in the world. I know that's kind of a hard first step. Yeah, I'm I'm you're I'm not with you so far. I'm going to replace it with something better. Okay. Okay. Every country the only weapons they can fight with are t-shirt guns that shoot out their own flags. <laughs> Weaponized t-shirt cannons. Yes. It's, we've already got the technology. I've seen many mascots use it in a sporting arena. Yep, yep. It, so killed, nobody... it killed Ned Flanders' wife. Well, it did in a certain sense. So, okay, okay, so make sure that everybody is standing already on the ground, <laughs> not at a high elevation. And then the only weapons people can use are T-shirt guns that shoot flags. And then <laughs> when they get shot with the flags, it wraps around their bodies in a warm embrace. Yeah, okay. Do you think that if I pitch this... At, like, the United Nations, I can get a few, like, sign-ups for countries being like, yeah, you know what? You've you've cracked this nut. Maybe. Yeah. I'm just saying, we don't have to have wars anymore. We can just have t-shirt cannons. <laughs> I'm for it. I don't think the United Nations would like that, though. I think they like their wars. 
They love those wars because they mm-hmm. print those bucks, baby. Yeah. They would they would lock you up for that idea. <laughs> How dare you? This is the best anti-war idea we've ever heard. We can't have this. Get him. <laughs> Escort him off the premises. No, I'm sorry. I just wanted to help everyone out. Uh, hey, where was I? <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're standing on that big stone ring, which is how we started this very bizarre tangent. <laughs> uh, she spins it around just in time for the, uh, Blanca wrestler to swing in and crash into the two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she gets that coy little smile on her face and sends them all hurtling into the corpse pile that she's been collecting outside of the ring. She's stacking them up. Bodies piled as high as you can see. Uh, Toph settles that dust cloud to face her final opponent, which is Shin Fu himself. Um, he cracks his neck, and then Toph hawks a big loogie in response to that. Yeah. Which is pretty good, but her fancy father is, like, horrified at the sight of her doing <sighs> that. My heavens. Sure, she can fight, that's fine, but hawking loogies? Oh, <laughs> No child of mine will spit. Faints into Master Yu's arms. <laughs> Master Yu starts digging in his pockets. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> uh, they circle each other and Shinfu kicks as many rocks as he can at her. Uh, and she shields herself with this big stone pyramid, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Then launches the slabs at Shinfu. And it kind of goes all Matrix as he dodges these stone slabs. It's a little Matrixy here. It is, yeah. Yep. Uh, he does dodge them Matrix style and then sinks his hand into the stone floor like he's reaching into a puddle of water. Kind of a cool earth yeah. thing. It was kind of neat. Toph's vibration senses can see this and she avoids his attack as these little pebbles fly by her blind eyes. She blasts him out of the ring right between her father and Master Yu. Sokka fucking faints at this earthbending <laughs> display. And Master Yu shouts, she's the greatest earthbender I've ever seen. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So I guess, I don't know, Brendan. I, I can ask you right now. What do we think of Toph? I think she's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is she going to work for you? Yeah, I think so. I've been I've been looking forward to her introduction to the show because mm-hmm. I remember in the very few things I've seen with her, I thought she was pretty cool. We're ready for a capable earthbender to kind of like give you the four one one on what like hey, earthbending can do some cool shit. Earthbending can be all right. It's got some functionality. Yeah. Just need someone to teach us a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. Show me what it do. Who's better than who better to teach us than Aang's teacher herself? Exactly. It just makes sense. But she is blind. That's true. That's a major hindrance. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of useless if you ask her father, who you know <laughs> knows what's best because he is her father. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm willing to give her a shot. We'll see what she's made of. Uh, Back at the estate, Toph apologizes to her father for keeping her secret from him, but she points out how, you know, clearly she's not the helpless little girl that he thinks that she is, 
She says that she loves fighting and she loves earthbending. And she says that she's really, really good at it. Mm -hmm. So at least she's also, you know, staying humble. Yeah. I'm pretty all right at this. (laughs) Hey, Dad, I fucking whip ass at earthbending. (laughs) You're going to have to accept it, chump. Get with it or get left behind. It's that wrestling mojo she's still carrying with her even she out goes, of the ring. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Flexes her tiny little girl muscles. I know I've kept my life secret from you, but you were keeping me secret from the whole world. You were doing it to protect me. But I'm 12 years old and I've never had a real friend. So now that you see who I really am, I hope it doesn't change the way you feel about me. Of course it doesn't change the way I feel about you, Toph. It's made me realize something. It has? Yes. I've let you have far too much freedom. From now on, you will be cared for and guarded 24 hours a day. But, Dad! We are doing this for your own good, Toph. Please escort the Avatar and his friends out. They are no longer welcome here. I'm sorry, Toph. I'm sorry, too. Goodbye, Aang. Oh, boy. She'll kick your little ass, you rich prick. Yeah. She should just storm out right then. Well, who's going to stop her? I mean, sure, she's got to be guarded 24 hours a day. What are these dinky little guards working in the garden going to do to stop her? I think they would probably stand down. (laughs) Please, you're free to go. (laughs) The gang is escorted out. A little tear runs down Toph's cheek. It's very sad. Yeah, too bad we'll never see her again. That's the end of her time on this show. They really set her up to be this important character. Mm-hmm. And she was in this one episode. Yep, the only episode. Thank you, Toph, for your contributions to the show. Um, They're all overlooking the estate and Katara comforts Aang saying, you know, we'll find another earthbending teacher. But Aang's like, I appreciate what you're trying to do here, but there is no other earthbending teacher. No. I don't want another earthbending teacher. I want Toph. Took so long for us to find the one. <laughs> like a whole few episodes. Took like two episodes since Boomy totally blew me off. <laughs> Told me some stupid shit that didn't make any sense, but now suddenly does make sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, we gave Boomy a hard time for some of that. But you know what? He was spot on. <laughs> yeah. But then he did make a fool out of himself by pushing himself back up that stone slide. <laughs> I love that. Make a fool out of himself or endear him to um, him, endear him to us yeah, further I, than we thought was possible. I don't know. I, I love it. I laugh every time you bring it up. <laughs> you want to picture it in your mind one more time before we move on? Oh, I have. I have been. Every day I think about that. <laughs> Give yourself a little chuckle <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the day. So I start, yeah, in the middle of the day and in the morning, first thing when I wake up. Uh, good morning, world. Let me sit down to my coffee and my thoughts of Boomy. <laughs> I'm ready to take on my day. Uh, they hop on Appa, ready to leave, but into the scene runs Toph. <gasps> She's here. She made it. Whoa. She's wearing her green adventuring outfit that we will have to get used to for the rest of the show, too. Mm-hmm. Um, she says that her dad changed his mind and is going to let her travel the world with all of them. Wow, that was easy. 
didn't take it really in one night. What did you say to the guy? <laughs> yeah. Would be funny if she just fucking stomped his goofy ass and says, look, I'm out of here. Yeah. She just builds a wall around the house. <laughs> Actually, I'm leaving and you're all trapped. <laughs> Good luck. Hope you have enough food in here, you rich fucker. <laughs> Hope your money can save you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eat your money, you you old man. <laughs> I'm out of here. Uh, yes, she is joining the team. Her first order of business as Aang's new teacher, she kicks Aang into a tree, saying they're even now. Yep, and then demands the belt back. <laughs> as she should. Needs her title, needs to reclaim it from Sokka, who has spent, like, the majority of this episode polishing the belt as it sits on his own waist. <laughs> this is the most scarring thing that Sokka has ever had to do, is give her the belt back. <laughs> he gives it up pretty easy, though. He does. He doesn't look happy about it. He solemnly takes it off and hurls it down at Toph, who can't see it. <laughs> yeah. It's right in the fucking dome. She gets fucking creamed by this very <laughs> heavy belt. <laughs> Again, Brendan, some good blind humor. They're going to have a little fun. I with expect it. a lot more. If you like Toph's attitude, you like her fighting style, there's a lot of things that we can like about Toph, but they're also going to give us some good blind jokes along the way. We're not making fun of the blind. We're having fun with the blind because, you know, she's also clearly like (laughs) the most capable fighter that exists on this planet. Oh, yeah. So, like, we, you know, we're going to have a little fun with her, though. Uh, Hey, one final scene. Toph's father has summoned both Master Yu and Shin Fu. Whoa. Who would have seen this coming? Not Toph. Not Toph. Okay. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) I'll try to tone it down going forward. (laughs) You just set it up so perfectly. We're having fun here. Uh, he says that they share a common interest and uh, his servant opens up a big chest full of gold. Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys both like money, right? <laughs> That's a funny way to like bundle people together. Like, hey, you like money. unlike anybody else on this world. <laughs> of all the people I know, you guys like money the most. You guys well, are the most into money. I mean, apart from me, of course. I like money, but I already have the money. So if you try to give me money, I've already got it. That doesn't do much for me. (laughs) It's going to have to be more than this. Um, He says, the Avatar has kidnapped my daughter. I want you to bring her home. Oh, my God. So Toph lied. Yeah. Clearly, (laughs) of course she did. None of that ever, that conversation about her, oh yeah, feel free, my wonderful daughter. The world is yours now. (laughs) Didn't happen. Nope. She just snuck out. She snuck out and in the eyes of her father has been kidnapped. Uh, I don't know. She doesn't seem too worried about it as it cuts back to her smiling as Appa sails away into the night sky and the episode ends. Yep, yep, yep.
I got to imagine her flying on Appa would be very scary for her, though. Would it be scary, though, if you couldn't see anything you were doing? I think that might be the scary part, because she can kind of, like, see through earthbending, she says. She feels the vibrations in the earth. And I imagine her whole life she's been on the ground. (laughs) So, like, to suddenly be removed from the ground and all you can feel is this beast you're on. I can see a, a level of discomfort of not being able to be only being able to see yeah, Appa and whatever is on Appa. But then also considering that you would have no perspective of like the sky and the mm-hmm. air and like heights and stuff like that, because you literally cannot see it because it's not making vibrations yeah. around you. And actually... To back up a little bit, would she even be able to feel like see Appa the same way she sees? Because you, she does it through earth bending, mm-hmm. and Appa's not earth. So can she like is? Does she feel it the same way? Is it like muted? Like she still feels the vibrations, but she can't see it as clearly. I have a lot of questions. Appa might not be made of earth, but he is uh, a stone cold classic <laughs> character on this show. Yeah. So there's something in there. There's nothing in there in what I just said. <laughs> hey, Brendan, that's episode 26, The Blind Bandit. Yeah, pretty good. Feeling good about it? Yeah, no B plot. All A plot. Interesting, right? I mean, clearly they're doing that because, like, this is a big plot. Yes, yeah. Introducing a new character that is clearly an important character, a new main character. Yeah. (laughs) One of the core group of characters. So like they don't have a lot of time to deviate from that. Yep. And they are setting up a sub bad guy. Mm hmm. Cause now we've got master Yu and what's his face. Shin Fu. Shin Fu going to be hanging out. Although I imagine the second they show up, (laughs) Toph just dispatches them. Oh, you guys again? Okay, it's, well, this They're is... going to be like a Team Rocket kind of thing, I feel like. Who's going to be their Meowth? Uh, they'll find something. They don't. They haven't introduced that character yet. Or it could be the Mole Guy. Could be the, the Mole Guy. Could be the Boulder. Could be the Boulder. Because Meowth is constantly referring to himself as Meowth, like mm-hmm. the Boulder does. That's true. <laughs> Very fair point. It just makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but we're feeling good about this episode. We're feeling good about Toph. Yes, I thought this was a very fun episode. I think Toph is a cool character. I'm excited. And it's good. You know, we we were unsure exactly when Boomy went on this whole fucking rant about the kind of teacher that Aang needed. We're like, okay, well, what are you trying to say here? Like, mm-hmm. how long is this going to take? Are we really going to have to dive deep into, like, the crazy-ass words that you're saying? I did expect it to take longer to introduce her. Uh, I'm glad that it didn't, but I expected it wouldn't be until, like, the second half of the season. It is also interesting to, like, introduce... Because, I mean, obviously, we're not even dancing around it at this point, but, like, Toph is... A core member of Team Avatar, as much a member of the team as literally any other person that is Mm -hmm. on the team. Um, And it is interesting to introduce that like halfway-ish in season two, as opposed to people that we've been with since day one. 
they've done that a lot. I think this episode or this not episode, uh, this season, they've already introduced mm-hmm. like a handful of new characters that I think are all interesting in their own way. Yeah. Um, I think Toph is definitely going to have more screen time than some of the others. I feel like they introduced uh, the new bad guys. It feels like forever ago now. Uh, we haven't seen them again yet. When was the last time we saw them? It was uh, the return to Omashu, which would have been, I guess, only three episodes ago. But doesn't it feel like a lifetime ago? It does. We we did take some time off. So for us, well, it's even, been like two months. But that's, I mean, that's yeah, that's fair. Uh, even but beyond even that, then, though, it feels yeah. like longer. I feel like I feel like we haven't seen them. We haven't really seen a lot of Zuko this season. Not as much as we probably would hope for. We know there's a lot going on in their mm-hmm. storyline. Last week, we had like so precious little time with them, but set up like the big storyline of like Zuko and Iroh splitting up. Yeah. Uh, so. I did peek at the title of the next episode, and I think we'll get a lot more Zuko then. But oh, Brendan, if only you knew. You'll know. <laughs> I'll know. You will know soon enough. But yeah, very excited. They got a, We got a whole new... A whole new cast of characters getting into the meat of the season. Yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes. Things are picking up. Um, It's good to have Toph finally on board. It it has felt weird talking about this show for as long as we have for me, having seen the show as many times as I have. Like talking about the core gang and not including Toph because she does become like such a central figure to the show. I'm excited to see how she changes the dynamic of the group. Yeah, as well. Things are going to be a little different around here now, yeah. Brendan. We're we're mixing it up, remixing it for the second half of the second season. And we love to see it. And I love to see it. Yeah. Episode 26, The Blind Bandit. Thumbs up from us. Brendan is giving me a thumbs up to let me know what I just said applies to the both of us. Mhm. Mhm. Thank you for the visual aid. You're welcome. No emails for us this week, Brendan. Uh, if anyone does have emails they want to send us, gotarecap at gmail.com is the address you can reach. Send us your thoughts on The Blind Bandit. Send us your thoughts on Toph. Send us your thoughts on Avatar The Last Airbender in general, or mm-hmm. Nickelodeon in general, or really any any goddamn thing you want. Yeah really doesn't matter to us. We just love to hear from you and read your questions and comments on the show. Yeah. It would be great. So do it. So go ahead and do that. Uh, at Got to Recap on social media, you can also reach out to us there. We would love to see you on the social media networks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know the ones. Mm-hmm. Not that one, though. Don't go to that one. You won't find us on that one. No, that one's dangerous, too. I've heard, like, bad things about what people are doing on that one. Mm -hmm. And I don't want you to put yourself at risk. Not for our sake, you know? No. I can't live with that on my conscience. (laughs) Conscious? That's not the word. Conscience? That's the word. (laughs) It doesn't matter. (laughs) It's close. Pretty close. Hey, head to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Drop us a five-star review of the show. We would super duper appreciate it. Yeah. Brendan, uh, the blind bandit. Uh, Yes. Wait, she's blind? She is blind. Did you know that she was blind? Shit. No, I think I missed that. There's a 
big reveal in this episode where uh, we find out that she's blind. <laughs> Was that like right at the end? I might have like looked away for a second. It's kind of like a throwaway line that somebody has that they don't really like spend a lot of time on in the episode itself. But uh-huh. like if you read the forums and stuff online, people are like, holy shit, did you catch the part where they say that she was blind? Oh, they're theorizing about it. They should stop theorizing about her being blind and uh, you and me should stop theorizing so we can fly blind into episode 27 of Avatar The Last Airbender, which we will cover next week. Yeah, we'll see you then. Thank you all so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.